joining us on this on this Zoom call. Um, Steph, do you want Good morning. To, um, I met Steph about well, almost year no, two years ago now. No, about a year and yeah. a half ago when I I did my slightly crazy tour from Cornwall to Carlisle, and um, someone said, "Oh, you've got to check out these guys at, at, at Hay Mill." So I sent I sent um, Steph a very random um, email saying, "Hi, can I can I pop in?" And I I, I came into this. Um, to their to their church in 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 Hay Mills, which is like on the outskirts of Birmingham, and that, it was absolutely blown away by it. It was amazing. So I, I so when I was doing these interviews, I, I gave Steph another um, Facebook and said, "Can I can I come and would you mind would you mind having a chat?" So, so tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Um, um, okay, um, my name is Stefan. I am married to uh, an amazing lady called Jane, and we have we're a blended family, and we have five children between us, ranging from six to twenty-one. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> we are co-pastors of a um, congregational fresh expression of church called Haymill CC um, in South Yardley in Birmingham. Uh, we are on the main road, just off the main road between Birmingham and the airport. We're in an area which is about 40% Muslim, um, and uh, the rest of them are a ragtag bunch of people um, from all over the place, Polish, lots of Eastern European, um, lots of uh, different people from different places seem to have um, landed here. Um, I was employed by the Congregational Federation, which before I was employed by them, um, I'd never heard of them. and. Uh, <laughs> So that was quite interesting. Uh, I had an interesting, sorry? <laughs> that was a bit like Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. I mean, uh, you know, it's like um, I was, I, I saw, I'd been caring for my mother for six years and then uh, she passed in the end of January. And then uh, I was looking for a job, did some searches and then this came up and my wife said to me, um, this seems like the, per if you could write the perfect job for you, this is it. Um, and um yeah i went for the interviews i was the least um qualified zero experience of church leadership um a zero experience of of preaching uh all that kind of stuff i'd led bible studies and i'd led a few prayer meetings um a prayer group for about a year um so i felt completely underqualified. but anyway got the job through god's grace and really kind of knew this was God putting me in this position and all the way through we've been going uh, almost six years now um, all the way through I just keep saying to God you know open a door make this happen you know help us in this situation and really prayer has been the backbone of, of um, this ministry um, and and that's been uh, really important to focus on praying and listening to God as well as telling him about how you're feeling um, I was employed for about three years uh, by the CONFED. Um, about nine months before the end of those three years, I was taken to the CEO and said, um, you've either got to become an independent, self-governing, self-financing church in nine months, or you can fold. Um, which, without any warning, by the way, I was just summoned up to the head office and I was told this. Um, very gently, very nicely, you know, uh, very respectfully, um, but this funding is going to end in nine months. So we set about, you know, you know, this this task. We we said, what do we have in hand the when we first started? And my wife had been uh, a stay and play uh, play group leader, um, so we we started uh, little sheep stay and play, 
and we got some mums, some dads, some grandmas, some granddads come along with their kids. Um, and that's how we started. We started building relationships. Um, one of the key things I, I did was I, we had, we were set back about 25, 30 feet from the actual road. And it's like a rat run where you go from one major road to another major road. So people are usually just zooming by, um, but there are some people walking by. So what I did was, um, a really, you know, highly technical evangelistic tool. I grabbed a brush and I swept the, uh, the drive and I just kept sweeping the drive day in, day out, you know, for an hour or two, just kept sweeping the edge of the drive and talking to everyone who went past, um, you know, trying to, to kind of gather what people knew about the church, whether a new, most people didn't even realize it was a church. And then people who did realize it was a church thought it had been closed for years. It had only been closed for three years. Uh, one guy said, I didn't even know it was a church. I've lived around the corner for 35 years um, and it's, it's never been opened. So even though we, my wife and I live five minutes walk around the corner, I took my big uh, blue tub of a car because I've got a seven seater um, <laughs> and I parked it on the drive and I opened the doors, uh, the outer doors and then kept the inner doors locked uh, just in case. So, but then people would just come and start knocking on the door. Mm. And my wife and I were like, yeah, come in, have a tea or a coffee and she'd make cake and, uh, and you've experienced that, um, that kind of welcome. Um, it was brilliant. I, <laughs> it really was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of developed and, and we, my wife has a real gift for hospitality. Mm. You know, I don't do so well with the humans. Um, so, <laughs> um, and I've been told that quite a few times by a few people. Um, but she is brilliant. She's a real people person. She's got great hospitality. She's got the gift of hospitality. Um, and we, we looked at that. She's great at baking and we, you know, it's like, what can you do? Um, we went to a course a couple of years ago and, and this really, um, really intelligent God of man of God, uh, from Nigeria said to us, us, we were talking, he said, you know, the, what, the first thing you have to ask yourself is what do you have in your hand? Mm. And we thought back about what we did and we realized that's exactly what we did. You know, what did we have in our hand? We had two people who were available, um, you know, and I was getting paid part time and my wife wasn't getting paid. Um, so you know, and that's still, my wife is now getting paid part-time and I'm getting paid even more part-time. Um, <laughs> and we're still on the same wages as we were coming up to six years ago. Yeah. Um, so if you want to do this for money, then you're kidding yourself. You have to feel a real, a real call of God. You have to know you're being planted in that place, whether it be in a building or in a, just in a community. Um, and reaching out to people and being hospitable is, I think, one of the key things that we did that really helped us. Um, so, you, yeah, so, so uh, the start of Hey Mills was the fact was the fact that you were placed into a church that was that had been redundant, and yeah. that, and that, and you were given three years more or less to bring it to life, and they stopped, then they then they more or less stopped your funding, and you and you managed to with the congregation you planted in three years began to began to hold it all. What's the word? Um, to, it, you managed to make you managed to basically save the save the church and continue to continue to live and grow and yeah. thrive. Well, well, when we got to the actual point of uh, of you know jump off to be an independent church, none of us, uh, the people who were there, and there was ten people, including my wife and myself, who came to the um, uh, belonging and believing day we did. You know, in terms of casting vision from the church and 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 seeing who would actually want to be a member of the church. Um, now, um, nine of those people, including my wife and myself, are still with us. One decided to move away because of her mom's um, health reasons. And 
you know, that's a testament to itself, you know, that these people were committed from the start and they've stayed committed, you know, even during the lockdown, they've stayed committed, um, which I think is an amazing act of God. I certainly don't think it's anything that Jane and I have done. I think God has really just drawn them in and has really made them, you know, part of us as a, as a community. And we're quite tight. Um, we don't have our own kind of language and hand signs kind of thing, but you know, we're, we're quite tight together and you, you've, you've met some of them and, and you it can tell. Like family. It felt like, it felt like, a, it felt yeah. like a welcoming family. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things we wanted to do was when we had the church building, I mean, the heating was, not working so i spent a mass i spent almost six thousand pounds worth of confed money getting two forced air heating blowers mm. um replacing two of the three that were broken mm. or redundant you know um and what that's done is mean that um it's when those are on within half an hour the the big high ceiling building is warm mm. and i think when you i'm not sure when you came in i can't even remember that seems like 300 years ago um but it's warm even if you have the doors open it's warm. heat wave so i didn't i didn't i didn't see the heating but yeah no. but you know yourself andy if you go into a church building and it's cold or it feels coldy it doesn't feel welcoming so we wanted to have it nice and welcoming in terms of that we did we spent a lot of time making the inside uh, look uh, the front end look more like uh, somebody's living room mm. so we've got some um, tables we've got settees um, you know we've got lots of things on the wall artwork we've done over the years mm. um, and then the far end we've got the pews which which were just literally thrown up the top on the platform we brought them down we put them on the side as chairs so that's you know nice and um, we've got more kind of um, some posters up about Jesus and stuff like that um, so people know that kind of end is the churchy end, but it doesn't really, when we're doing, let's say a stay and play, the whole building, um, we have a building that's about 30 foot wide by about 50 foot long. Um, and then there's a couple of small rooms and a small little tiny kitchen um, to say the least. Um, and, you know, and that's the room we have and that's what we've used. Uh, we've taken what God has given us and used that. Yeah. When you said about what's in your hand, I was reminded, it's probably where the guy got it from, about Moses, and um, they ask yeah. him what's in his hand, yes, he has a, he's a stick, but when you read the Bible, this stick yeah. is used, like, amazingly, it becomes a snake, it's yeah. the Red Sea, does that, you know, I guess it's about what God, you know, God, God being faithful with what he's given you, but, um, yeah, yeah, and I was going to say, and so you've been running for six years, and you've seen... Um, you've seen people come to faith, haven't you, and you've seen... Um, yes, we've, um, uh, what's great, um, Certainly, uh, two of the members uh, have come to faith. Sorry, four of the members have come to faith, <clears throat> and uh, one was already, uh, I would say, a, a real on fire Christian, and a couple of others have had their faith uh, really renewed. Nice. Um, I mean, in the first, um, before obviously the lockdown, in the first, what, 18 months, I baptized 13, 14 people. Yeah, I mean, that's really, yeah. I mean, that's really exciting. So that's, really, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, some of them we baptised in a in a ten foot paddling pool on the front drive. Yeah. Uh, with with cars going past and people going past and just stopping, um, you know, as a witness to the to the community. So people in the community are like, "What on earth is going on there on a Sunday?" Yeah. You know, they've got a big paddling pool. They've got three women, and this this big tall dude is, is dunking them in the water. Um, so um, we managed to get a grant and we've got a proper um, mobile baptistry now, a proper wooden thing, that's, that's, which is brilliant. Um, and uh, I mean, last, the Easter before last, I baptised um, a lady uh, and her stepmom. <clears throat> she was 66 and her stepmom was 76. And I baptised them on the Thursday before Easter because they were going to do an Easter service uh, baptism, but they got a bit 
kind of worried about it and you know and uh, fretting about it i was like forget that instead of the sunday we're going to do it on the thursday during the day um i'll tell the members anyone the me are you right with the members coming yet so, so about six or seven of the members came and a couple of the their friends turned up and we just did it on the thursday lunchtime yeah. you know because yeah. the most important thing is the baptism rather than the showy thing of it so it, it's not necessarily that has to be the be all and end all yeah i think there's something quite I think there's something quite exciting about the fact that actually real people get, you know, when people getting baptised, people making commitments, people making public statement yeah. of their faith. I kind of think, we often hear about churches growing, which is lovely, um, but yeah. then when you start chatting to people, you realise, oh, actually what's happened is like two-thirds of the people have come from, from some flashy church up the road to this church, yeah. and all it is, is, yeah. is, is this really people becoming Christians, or is it just growth through transfer, but actually hearing <laughs> ordinary people <laughs> from, yeah. who, who, weren't, who weren't connected to any local community, yeah. Christian community, finding Jesus or, or making a recommitment to Jesus, you know, getting baptised and, and following him is what it's about rather than, <laughs> rather than yeah. a bit of church hopping, you know, which I think is really exciting. And the other thing that really excited me is, is you've got, is that whole idea of a blank canvas, you know, that sort of idea yeah. that you, you had a, you had a, like a, a church that was open and you, um, a church building and you just, Said, well, actually, what's good, what, what would the kingdom of God look like? Or how could the kingdom of God look like for the people here? What, what has God given us? <laughs> and, and just faithfully did it. And it wasn't like through, I don't know, sort of um, anything that was, I can't remember the right word really, unusual or weird. It was actually just no. faith, faithful, faithful obedience, yeah. human relationships, loving people, yeah. welcome. Stuff actually most people <laughs> in most places could could do it's just about the actually the, the, the incredible thing is the fact that you're actually doing it you're making it work you're being faithful i think it's the yeah. the key i think it is, is the big thing is but it's probably your obedience really is the thing that makes it exciting you know and actually yeah, yeah i mean that, uh, that's a kind of word that makes me my knees go weak obedience um it's a scary word <laughs> <laughs> no, it is i mean but what i'm saying to you is you know there's, there's two things we really did, which I think were, were foundational. One was change the name from Haymills Congregational Church yeah. to Haymills CC. Yeah. Now, people then are inquisitive and say, what does the CC mean? Yeah. And we said, well, what does it mean to you? Yeah. So some people have said, oh, it's community church. Uh, you know, it's a children's church or it's a community centre or... I mean, one guy actually rocked up and, and tongue-in-cheek said, well, where, you know, um, Hey Mill CC, where's the, where's the uh, cricket pitch then? Because, um, <laughs> you know, he was like joking about it. Yeah. But what it did was it set the tone of two things. One, it isn't just a church in terms of like, you know, that's what, you know, even though when you walk in on the top, on the, uh, the back, there's a massive painted sign that says Jesus is Lord. Yeah. you know so there's no question there's a there's a celtic cross on the outside uh of the build i mean at the front so that's there's no um no thing so the and then also i put up posters like it's church gym but not as you know it and things like that federation. <laughs> <laughs> yes um but the second thing we did was when we started to kind of formulate you know our core values and our aims what we came up with our values are a wild welcoming inclusive loving and diverse mm. and <clears throat> that has really uh, held us in good you know good steed because we really stick to that 
Yeah, and I we like try to be welcoming to everyone. We try to be inclusive of everyone, and that sometimes is, is difficult. And there's some people who've come in who've been a bit um, confrontational. Mm. Um, but we, we try to be loving to everyone. Mm. Um, and we celebrate diversity. Yeah. So, you know, it, as, as God does, he celebrates the diversity of people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really important. And we've had people, I would say, from almost all over the world. We've had people from South Africa, from Australia, from Canada, from India, Pakistan, from Russia. Uh, one of the ladies, we employed a lady uh, to help us with our accounts. She's from Brazil. Um, you know, and she's not, she, I mean, she's not really what I would call a, a Christian. She might term herself as that, uh, but I doubt it. Um, but it, it, it didn't matter. You know, her husband's from a Catholic tradition and was in training to be a Catholic priest, but gave it up to marry this lady. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's got a story. One of the things we did was listen to people's stories. Tell our story, listen to people's stories, interact, build community. Um, and I think that's really helped. Cool. Fantastic. That's a real good a really exciting summary of, of what you, if you if you were going to talk to um well, i can say a younger version of yourself well, actually six years you probably no it's not not, not, that, not that much younger um, um what would what would you say to yourself starting out um I, I think a number of things i think first thing is get your work life balance right mm. you know jane and i have got that wrong so many times yeah, there I are times when we've had an event on a saturday when we've been there at quarter past 12 on the Friday night or the Saturday morning yeah, and had to come home with our children yeah. <clears throat> who were asleep on the settees while we were working, getting everything, you know, right and in place and all that kind of stuff. What we tried to do was overreach at the start by doing these events like a summer fair, a Christmas fair, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And lots of things before we had enough volunteers to really, you know, mm. to do it. I mean, now, we look back and we think, okay, if we want to do a summer fair, that's no problem. We can go, okay, well, so-and-so, 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 so-and-so will come and help us. We can talk to so-and-so. And that's now, you know, we try to do that. One of the things we were forced to do <clears throat> was um, we had pressure, not forced, but pressure from the Confed to start doing Sunday services. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided we'd do them on between five and six on a Sunday afternoon, totally alternative to everyone else. Um, and then we, my wife and I spent nine months doing uh, monthly Sunday services before we were ready and virtually nobody came. Mm. So we'd get ready, uh, we'd, I'd you know, get all the message ready and we'd get all the songs ready, get the whole church set up and then we'd sit there for an hour. Mm. And you know, quite often I'd do the message anyway just for practice. Mm. You gotta remember when I, when I preached for the first time when the church was launched, that was the second time I'd ever preached in my life. Yeah. Uh, the first time was at uh, uh, our sister congregational church in Ladypool Road in Spark Hill. Um, and that was the first time I ever preached. They didn't know that when they invited me to preach. And I said to them afterwards, how was it? They were like, oh, it's good, good. I said, good, that was my first time. Oh, wow. They were like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, the second time I preached was, was then and it didn't go well. Um, and I meandered and I wasn't focused. But that's another thing is have a go. And I've always yeah. been a kind of have a go kind of person and have courage you know to try and break through um and what i've been told is i take what might be obstacles and i turn them into opportunities mm. um i have a mentor who was uh, um in the church of england for 30 years um and that's one of the key things i had a mentor and he's he's stuck with me all the way through and he has guided me he's you know uh, he lives in manchester so it's like a phone thing mm. um 
and he has guided me and, and you know, counseled me and, and lifted me up, you know, so many times when I've just been, you know, the September before last, we were expecting a grant and that ran out and my wife and I didn't get paid. Um, right. And we weren't sure how we could survive, you know, how we could pay our rent. So we managed to pay the rent and the bills, but we had no money for food. Um, so I had to quickly stop all I was doing, put out six applications for funding for the church. Um, we couldn't pay our bills, you know, at the church because we didn't have any money coming in. Um, so did that. We told the church members and some people and they came forward with money and food and people said, you know, yeah, I've transferred 200 pounds into your accounts. And eventually, and then I applied for a grant uh, for our wages so we ended up getting two thirds of our wages in donations and then we ended up getting our full wages from this grant. Mm -hmm. So not only did, you know, even though we carried on, you know, you could see the next Sunday after we get paid in the week, the next Sunday, you could see the members, you know, turning up to say, well, is, you know, are Stefan and Jane going to turn up? Mm -hmm. Is the church still going to be running? And we did. Mm -hmm. You know, turned up, church was down there, full Sunday service, full message about faithfulness, mm -hmm. about trusting in God's provision. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and that was a great witness to them. And they they from then they were just like stunned. Um, and I think that's why they're even more committed now because they realise they've got two leaders who are faithful and you might term obedient, and who believe and trust that God is going to provide for them. Amen. And I think it's, it's almost you become you become the message actually. And I think I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you know actually who you are speaks loud, even louder than what you than what you than what you say. So. Um, yeah, um, brilliant, fantastic. Thank you so much, Stefan. That's been that's been brilliant. Um, yeah, that's been cool. And we've got loads of loads of exciting scriptures in there as well, which is which is great. So so thank you and bless you. That's been been amazing. Thank Thanks, you. Andy.